Our guest today is Jelaine Ross. Jelaine is an award-winning entrepreneur, and she is the CEO and founder of Cherry Blooms. You may have seen her Fiberlash mascara mentioned on ExtraTV.com or in such magazines as Cosmopolitan, Marie Claire, Self Magazines. What Jelaine does is she finds a void in the beauty market and she creates these best-selling products. She puts her heart and soul into it and she creates these products that actually become amazing solutions to women's everyday problems, solutions that help women look and feel beautiful. She started her business when she was super young and I think you're really going to enjoy learning about how she was brave enough to take her business internationally with a six-month-old baby in tow. Jelaine is rocking it in the beauty world, and she's also going to share some tips on how not to get lost in the crowd. Pay attention because she's going to give you an idea on how to take your business on the road, like say to a bridal event, and how to shine and have a whole line of people waiting to hear about what you have to offer. Something that I thought was really special that Jelaine brings to us in this podcast is the fact that we really need to pay attention to the value that we're offering to our clients. And we need to step forward and confidently share this in our marketing messages and how we use our list and how we follow up with our clients. So stay tuned and enjoy the show because this gal is proudly and bravely stepping forward and creating awesomeness in the beauty biz world. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Beauty Biz Show. I'm your host, Lori Crete. I am a licensed esthetician, spa owner, and beauty biz industry coach, consultant, and educator. I'm so excited to share my love of all things beauty industry related with you. So I invite you to join me each week as I feature compelling interviews with industry educators and leaders and inspirational success stories from my fellow beauty biz practitioners. Stay tuned for some powerful beauty biz inspiration. everybody and welcome to the Beauty Biz Show. I'm your host today, Lori Cree, and I'm super excited to share with you. Our guest this morning is Jelaine Ross from Cherry Blooms. How are you today, Jelaine? I'm wonderful. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so happy that you're here. And I just love how the internet has made the world such a small place. I'm here in Los Angeles ending my day and you're just getting started, right? It's 10 a.m. in the Gold Coast and it's a beautiful day. I'm looking out um, to the swing pool in the now. Very nice. And you said you just finished a run and a meditation? I did. I That was one of my things I wanted to do this year is clear my mind and, and have meditation every day for 20 minutes and go for a run or a, or a brisk walk. So I'm doing that <laughs> and uh, it's helping. it's helping a lot. You know, I find when I get stressed out in business, I have to go to that place of meditation, but it's almost a learned behavior, isn't it? It is. I've researched so much um, of of meditation and what works with me, and I find that transcendental meditation is what really is um, what I want to invest my time in because it works. Yeah, I've heard a lot of wonderful things. I'll have to investigate that whole technique because when you're a business owner, you have a busy mind, it's hard to go to that place of letting it all go. And I've heard that's a great way to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I realized after the roller coaster of owning a business, the ups and downs, um, you know, things will always happen. You know, things might not always go to plan and you've just got to be able to react in a way that it doesn't affect the rest of your life. So that was my learning from last year because it was such a crazy year for us. Uh, but yeah, this year I've really invested in my mindset and having it sort of at an equilibrium the whole year. You know, you, you're in Brisbane, Australia, is that correct? 
Uh, we've actually moved to the Gold Coast, so we're in the fun part um, near the beach. Oh, because my sister's there right now, so I may actually get an opportunity to meet you in May. Oh, perfect. Excellent. Yeah, yeah she's on Elizabeth Avenue in uh, Brisbane, I guess, at, on Broad Beach. Does that sound like something that may be close yep. to you? Yes, it, that sounds very close to me, actually. Awesome. Well, we'll have a conversation about that at a later <laughs> date. But I have so many questions to ask you. So your main product line is actually mascara and are the eyebrow fibers something that's new? Yeah. So we've um, the Hero product for the last three years has been the brush on fiber eyelash extensions. Um, so it's sort of like the best mascara you can ever try. And also the fiber brow kit. So it's, you know, brows in 10 seconds. So I've created these products because I couldn't find anything like it on the market that I like. So I created it myself. And um started to distribute it worldwide because there was a huge demand for it once I launched it. Well, I like what you say. And I wanted, I want to go back a little bit because I think this is what the listeners are really curious about, how we get to this point of success by creating a need in the market. And I know I just got your eyelash fibers at my spa. My clients are going wild over them. They love them. Great. Um, great job. Yeah. And the mascara too. And I want to go back though. I know in your early 20s, you started out in PR and advertising and it was it just you felt that was too stressful and you wanted to create a change in your life? Uh, pretty much. I just saw the people working above me and I just sort of didn't want that for my life um, later on. They were sort of in the office till 7 p.m. every night working um, deadline after deadline for all these clients and just huge responsibilities that you had to be absolutely flawless in your role. Um, and for me, I was a junior and I couldn't sleep. You know, I couldn't even go on holidays without having to text a billboard installer because I was working in advertising. Um, and I just thought, you know what, I want to be working on a, my own brand rather than building other people's brands. But I look back now because um, I started out in corporate and I have that DNA as part of me. So I'm really great at having deadlines and projects and multitasking. And um, so if I didn't have that experience, I probably wouldn't be able to run my business as efficiently as it is now. Um, but yeah, definitely, I've always wanted to own my own business ever since I was 12. You know, my, my mother asked me to wear my favorite outfit on my birthday. And I wore this Chanel inspired suit and this hatchback. <laughs> How old so, are you? I was 12, I have the classic photo of me wearing it. And I didn't know back that it was a Chanel-inspired suit, uh, but I've always wanted to own my own business. That is amazing. So I want, you know, <laughs> I think this is a part that's missing in a lot of these success stories. Tell me the moment you go, okay, I'm going to step away from a secure paycheck and do my own thing. Like, what was that like? Or did a light bulb go off? How did that transpire? Yeah, well, I used to do the flea markets on the weekend. And at the start, I used to just sell my own stuff. I had a bit of a shopping addiction. So I had a lot of stuff and I wanted to start a business. So I just thought I'd sell it. And then I, you know, I'd make $800 on a Saturday. And I thought this was pretty good. So after that, I started um, brainstorming ideas and I started creating the handbag organizer. And that was my one of my very first products that really started my business, Cherry Blooms. So I started out in a whole different industry and style. And then after that, after doing, you know, a year of these flea markets, working seven days a week, basically, you know, my, my corporate job, then on the weekends, I'd be getting up at three in the morning and doing these flea markets. Um, I realized that, you know, I've got a business here and I started, I started my first trade show, basically, and it was a big investment for a 22-year-old. Um, it was, you know, $4,000 with flights and accommodation. 
And I thought I'll put all that money into this trade show and just give it a go. You know, I'll see all the buyers in Australia are going to be under the one roof and this is my chance to show them what I've got. But let me hit the pause button for just a second. This $4,000 investment, were you taking mascara here? Is no, that- this is just to start my business because I didn't really, I didn't intend to create a beauty business. I, I just started, I just wanted to create products. So I created products that I liked, that other people liked and started that way. And so that's when I started with my handbags, etc. And then basically I did my first trade show and it sold out before Christmas. And then after, you know, a few years of doing that, I realized a GFC hit and all these fashion boutiques, basically, they just weren't paying their bills on time. And I didn't want to go down with that ship. And um, I, I then realized that, you know, the beauty industry always goes up in any economy. People always get their hair done, get their nails done. So I decided to look into a beauty product and that's where at the same time I was getting my eyelash extensions and I just couldn't afford to spend $200 every time to get them done and um, researched what are people doing around the world to get long lashes and I came across the product that I have now um, in a Korean beauty store and basically that's how it all started and I basically got samples made from factories and you know, started out with a very small order and promised them one day, you know, you know, pay attention to me. One day I'll be giving you thousands and thousands of dollars of, of more product orders than my initial 300 units. That's ex- exactly how it all started, 300 units. And now we're ordering, you know, tens of thousands at a time. I love that you bring that to the attention of our listeners because I sometimes or most of the time it's being taken seriously when you really are stepping forward and trying to create something, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, we were just small peas to them. 300 units was nothing. They were used to be people ordering um, their other products and tens of thousands. And at the time, I think the first order they wanted me to do was like $70,000. That was To me, I was like, that was an Audi. I can't afford that. So I basically kept working, kept working so we could eventually have the buying power to go and order more. And the only way to do that was um, to do wholesale and distribution. And that's really how it all started. So I did about 20 trade shows. Um, and I was on a plane every second week. I also just found out I was pregnant. So basically I was pregnant and building this business and they, the doctor had to tell me to stop working because I couldn't be on a flight anymore when I was at 33 weeks. And, uh, but it was going crazy. I could not keep up. I literally start, I, I launched it at a high tea event to, um, quite wealthy women and I had 15 women lining up the whole day wanting to have these lashes done because I had a little sign that said free eyelash extensions See, I love and I this. sold out. It's a great way to network. Let me ask you because people are going to want to know. I love teaching about networking. Did you just pick that as a target market and say, oh, I'm going to show up here because these women, like they are my ideal yes. client? Yeah, absolutely. I won't do an event unless there's at least 5,000 women going to that event in that weekend because I'm not going to turn up for something that's only got 100 women. Um, I mean, you, you can when you start, but I already knew. But leverage was getting at the quality events where there's quality buyers um, who are willing to pay money and not just get free stuff all day. So, yeah, basically that created a buzz at my booth. I had 15 women lining up. I had my little eight, my little sign that I made on the word, in the word document earlier that day. Um, and I also got them to sign in their details. So their email phone number. So that at least at the end of the day, I could email them if I've sold out. I actually did sell out. I had to call my 12 year old sister to get on a bus and help me because I couldn't keep up with all these women. And um, I had to take back orders. I had to go to the reception in the hotel that it was in and get them to print out back order forms so I could post them there um, 
their product. It was it was insane. But so after that, that, I knew that was it. That I was, was just going to ask you that. So that tea and the reaction you got from these women made you go, okay, I'm really on to something here. Yeah, absolutely. After that, I thought, okay, well, how many other events are like this in Australia? And then I started researching big sort of women's expos and spiritual expos where I knew there'd be five to 10,000 women attending. And I invested money to do it. And then I basically multiplied and leveraged that. So then we were on a plane all the time. And then we started training other people to do them um, and then started doing the wholesale trade shows. And I guess the big break was when I decided I'd, I'd do my first international trade show in the US. And really that's when the business went into multi-million dollar figures. Was it scary for you to go international? Because I know sometimes even like the monetary issues that you have to go through and the customs or were you just powering through this saying this is what I want to happen? Yeah, I, I just sort of thought, you know, it's an obstacle, whatever an, an obstacle came up, we'll just get through it, you know. And at the time I had my six-month-old baby, Ava, so we decided to do one in Vegas because it sounded good and I thought that'd be a good holiday. Even if it didn't work, we'd at least have a great time. So it was Ava, my six-month-old baby, and my general manager and 13 suitcases, and baby <laughs> stuff, like crams and, you know, car seats. It was insane. We had to like um, – practice how we were going to wheel the luggage out of the airport. We had like bungee cords around our, our suitcases. So we did it. We did the, we did a beauty trade show where all the distributors around the world were going to be there. And we basically just marketed like we had free eyelash extensions on our booth. We had um, the best beauty product you'll ever try. So it was quite a big claim, but it really was tr- the truth. <laughs> and People lined up. It was the same scenario as at high tea. We had 15 women all lining up to try these lashes and we had people demonstrating it. And I was getting their emails and phone numbers um, at the same time. So, you know, after three years of having this product, we've got 20,000 women on our list. That's how many women that we've had the product on. So I've also had that in the back of my mind that I wanted to also email them and, and let them know other products that we'll have eventually down the track. Don't you believe that a big part of success is following up like that? Are you pretty good about the follow-up and letting people know what's going on? and Or is that something yes. you have to work at to get fit in Absolutely. your schedule? Absolutely. I think you have to invest in a really good um, you know, copywriter. If you're not great at it, then find someone who is. And, you know, we use Infusionsoft at the moment, and that's been really good. You can see all your all your data. But just getting their information is important, you know. So, so a lot of people don't do that, and I think that's your that is really your customer base. And um, you know, you can upload it on Facebook as well and retarget to them. So that's another thing that's really worthwhile, especially if you're, they're getting something free. It's sort of like you know a win win for both of you. So, um, so yeah, that's that's basically how we started in the US. The distributors who are walking by these huge trade show halls just saw the craziness of our booth and all these women going nuts. Um, and they wanted to get involved and that's how we really, we were like the honey to the bees. We, we just attracted them. And that's after that trade show, we went from, you know, doing a trade show in Australia where someone would give you a 30 unit order to now 10,000 units. It was crazy. Well, you just gave me a great idea because I know I worked a bridal show and the girls listening and the guys listening are going to love this because you always want to be different at these trade shows. And I did party lashes where we'd actually glue them on and I had a line out the door, but you've just given me a brilliant idea to stand out at a trade show and really simplify the process. What does it take? Mm. Two seconds to give somebody cherry bloom extensions. That's great. That's right. That's right. We know that it takes at least four minutes for each girl to to do the lashes and one in two who try it will buy it. And that's why, you know, we we educate our um, 
wholesalers or our beauty resellers that if you do it as a value add to your customers, one in two will buy it. So if you had 300 clients, 150 will buy it. So we're really just helping people make more money the easy way. You know, it's you don't have to carry a huge product line. I think there's a place in the market for eyelash extensions. It's not my place because I don't like doing it. So you've actually made my life very convenient. I don't, <laughs> everyone wants these. And the great thing is I'm oncology certified and there's something magical that happens when I show these post chemo patients, this cherry mm. bloom. So I don't even know if you know how you're stepping forward and really making women look and feel absolutely beautiful in a very uh, convenient look, way. I'm getting goosebumps because we do get emails all the time, especially women who have gone through chemo and they send us photos and they just, you know, they just tell us that they're feeling beautiful again, feeling like a woman. And that's really what I want to do. I want women to feel amazing every time they put our products on because it really works and they don't have to muck around with all these things that you used to have to do to fit, to look that way. I'll never forget one of my very good friends. She's very well-known Hollywood manager. And she said to me when I was first starting my spa, she said, Lori, if you make somebody's inconvenience convenient, you will see your profits increase. And I think you've done that beautifully. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I really, I, I know as a business owner what I want my customers to feel. I want them to feel like they're getting the best product they possibly can. And you're also able to leverage your time by having a product that just sells. So um, it's a win-win for the customer and for the business owners. And that's why we're, you know, we're, we're loving all our distributors around the world and our customers. And they really do become fans for life because there's nothing else out there that's um, going to deliver what we do. Now, I want to step forward to a place that I think you can share a lot and help women and female entrepreneurs and people in the beauty biz. And I want to talk about value because you, you stepped into a market where mm -hmm. the average mascara sells for $10, $15 and your price mm -hmm. point is around, is it $59 or $60? Yeah, $60. Yeah. And you do this with confidence, but I want you to speak to that a little bit. Like, how did you pick your price point? And it's just believing in what you do or knowing sure. your products is excellent. Will you talk to everybody about that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I knew that um, when I when I developed this product, it wasn't just a mascara. You know, it was you, the, any mascara you try now wouldn't do what our product does. It really looks like fake eyelashes, except that you don't get that drag queen look. <laughs> you know, so I knew that I was helping women save $2,000 a year if they were the types of women that would go in every six weeks to get their lashes done. So having a $59 price point was very reasonable to me, especially with the quality ingredients that we use. Um, it's There's a lot of um, similar concepts out there, but when we put them up against ours, the quality of our ingredients really is what makes it that price point because it's Korean formula and Korean products can be um, some of the best in the world as far as their potency. So our beeswax is one of the highest potency beeswax you can get. So, um, you know, we create a quality product and the fact that we also help women with their time and their money not having to go in every six weeks and lay down to get their lashes done. Instead, they can, you know, get a massage. Um, I really thought it was a, a very fair um price point considering what the alternatives are. For those people that are kind of shifting, and I feel like the whole beauty industry is really shifting to a more eco-friendly and green place, your products are pretty clean, right? I think the mascara only has like three ingredients in it. Is that correct? 
Yeah, absolutely. It's all um, non-toxic. It's also been certified and it's on our website. You can see all the places it's been tested for toxicity and it's pretty much uh, 0%. Um, and it's really down to the high-grade beeswax. There's a lot of other companies that claim that they that they do the same thing as us, but when you look at the results yourself on your own eyelashes, you'll you'll notice a difference. We've had women who couldn't wear any sort anything on their eyelashes for years um, and they said this is the only thing that they can put on there. As, and women who wear contacts, et cetera, as well have said the same thing. They've had sensitive eyes and this is the only thing that they can use on their eyelashes. So uh, we really know that that is the best one out there in the market and that's why we can demand a $59 price point because it's the best. Yeah, uh, my clients really don't question it at all. I, You know, you put it on one eye and let them take a look at the difference and you tell them how clean the product is and it's pretty much a guaranteed sale. And I feel proud to sell it because of the ingredient deck. So mm, that's great. I just love that you stepped forward and you're selling a product with a price point that nobody else is doing and you do it with confidence and you know why you do it. And I think that's just shows what an awesome leader you are in the beauty biz world. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> And I want to talk about something else because I feel like a lot of women or anyone in business, they have a hard time naming their business. And it seemed like that came pretty easy. Will you explain? Because I loved the fact that you named it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> the way um, you did or so, what, for the reasons you did. So back when I was in my early 20s and working in advertising, um, I, you know, I said I was working on other people's brands all day long. And at the end of the day, I would just brainstorm what I would do and my birth name is actually Cherry, so I was born Cherry Jelaine. Um, Jelaine's my middle name. And um, I stopped using Cherry after like fourth grade when I was teased by the hundredth person. <laughs> so I went to seven schools, so I said to my mom, next time you enroll me to my next school, can you just enroll me as Jelaine, please, because I'm over having to um, be bullied because of Cherry. So I didn't use Cherry for years, and so at the same time, I was in my early 20s. I was blooming with ideas. I was blooming as a, as blooming as a person, reading books from Jim Rohn and Tony Robbins and you know Tim Ferriss and all these mentors that I uh, look up to. And I started to get into personal development and had the confidence to start a business. So that's where Cherry Blooms started because I it was who I really am blooming as to what I'm supposed to be, oh, and that I is a beauty. That owner, <laughs> a beauty business owner. Yeah. So that's where Cherry Blooms comes from. Now, did that just hit you on the treadmill one day or running? Did it, was it something you sketched out on paper? Because I know it was I get on paper. On paper. Mm. Okay. I love that. Yeah. I get these brilliant ideas on the treadmill and I thank God for smartphones nowadays because I can write them all down. So I didn't know if there was a time you feel like you receive this type of information. Yeah, no, it's always, I find um, my best uh, work is always with pen and paper, always, even, and especially when you're on, on an airplane lately, for me, I have my best ideas when I'm in mid-flight, and I always have to have pen and paper. Well, I, I used to be a flight attendant, so <clears throat> I love getting on an airplane because there really aren't any distractions. I think that's why mm. you can focus so much on an airplane. I get that. Yeah, so, yeah. Will you speak a little bit about the eyebrow fibers? Because I think that's another yeah, void sure. in the market you're filling. Mm. Well, I'm um, I'm Asian, so my eyelash, my eyebrows are quite sparse, and they actually cut off halfway, so I don't even have the ends. So for every day, I used to have to pencil them in, and they would just absorb in my skin whatever product I was using. There just wasn't anything that would last all day um, and give me that symmetry. So I created this really great stencil that makes it look really. Um, Quite, uh, what, what do you call it? Doesn't make it look too rounded or cartoon like. 
products, like some of the ones I've seen out there. And I made sure that the fibers that I use and the, the actual mineral powder that I use has these fibers that stay on your skin so that it doesn't absorb throughout the day. So um, that's where we've extended our range to the fiber brow kit. So it's brows in 10 seconds. And it, that is just going crazy. The first week we launched it, we sold out um, worldwide. And I have my distributors constantly in my inbox going, when's the next production <laughs> ready? And I'm just like, okay, you've got to slow it down. You might have to only launch it to half of your clients because we can't really do the full um, the full amount of production right now. So, uh, yeah, that's just been going nuts. And, you know, there's so many brow kits out there that, was qu- that were quite complicated and cumbersome. And I made something that was easy to use, that worked, stayed on all day and fit into your makeup case. And yeah, and now it's just going crazy. Well, it really does stay on all day because I put the wrong color on a client the other day. I was in a hurry <laughs> and I and then I tried to take it off and I'm like, she is going to kill me. I couldn't get it off. Yeah, so yeah. It's yeah, a absolutely. phenomenal product. And you could probably go to the gym and sweat all over the place and you're still going to have perfect eyebrows when you leave. Oh, yeah. So it's amazing. Yeah, well, absolutely. Well, I want to ask you, from the time you get this idea of a product in your mind until it is on, you know, the shelves or for sale, what is that time frame like? Is it a few months? Is it years? Um, it would be usually six months because I like to um, – the, the type of ingredients that we source, it's, you know, from all parts of the world. And um, I have the idea, but by the time it's done and dusted, meaning it's already produced and in a box and ready to ship and, you know, approved by FDA, et cetera, it's around six months. So, um, yeah, I'm not interested in having a line that just has, you know, a bit of everything just for the sake of having a logo on it. I really want to make products that work and have been a huge um, gap in the market, meaning it's been missing in the market. No one could do it. So I come in and make it actually happen. So, you know, we're up against some really big names here, but a lot of people have been um, saying that they would never buy anything else besides what we what we have to offer. So you know, there's a lot of people doing brow kits and lashes, but you're you creating know, a great, brands. great brand loyalty. Sounds like you, you know, I, I, we've talked a few times and one thing I noticed about you, you are a strong gal. <laughs> but and I love that and I admire it and I learn from people like you and I like surrounding myself with people that know what they want but I want you to speak honestly to me has there ever been a time where you're like okay I'm packing this up and I'm done because you feel frustrated with the process or struggling and you just want to give up yeah um I, there has been a time when you know with everything I've ever I've, ever, I've got everything I've ever wanted and it didn't feel the way I thought it would once I got it and I was like what is going on I got the team and the product and the global business and the dream house and my fiance and the baby. And I'm just like, but why am I still stressed and sort of miserable? And I realized I wasn't really doing what my soul and my heart wants to do. And that is to contribute because I was so busy in the operations of my business. So I made a decision that I would get a really great management team that would be overseeing all the day-to-day operations of the business so I can just focus on what I'm great at and have time to go and start other ventures and initiatives and foundations that I've always wanted to do. So that's really where, um, that only, that was quite a recent thing for me, you know, towards a, toward the end of last year, I realized that, um, I wasn't really doing what I wanted to be doing every day. So I was still, you know, dealing with customs and dealing with, 
um, you know, factory and production and logistics and I decided I'm going to step down and be my, a founder. So I'm just going to be here as the vision of the business and what we're going to be contributing because of us, because of our business. What, are we, what do we stand for? And that's really helping women make more money in their business and using our profits for a purpose. So I'm, you know, in the middle of creating a foundation that's going to help women in poverty in the Philippines where I'm from to have, um, to get out of poverty. So it's not microfinancing. There's there's a lot of companies already doing that, but I'm actually creating a product that they can just resell um, and keep the profits. And we basically then mentor them to, to to teach them what to do with the money that they're making and how to get out of get off the streets and and help um, you know create a, a better life for themselves. So that's really where what I'm supposed to be doing. All the skills that I've learned in advertising and in cherry blooms is really to help me create this other part of where I really want to go, which is spending more time on that part of um, contribution. I feel like that's such a beautiful gift. And I feel when we show up and we're purpose-driven and we give that way, we get so much more. Absolutely. And I was putting it on the shelf for so long thinking, well, one day when I get more time, I'm going to go do that. And then I kind of reserved it just for myself and my journal. And, you know, one day we had this person come in the office and they it suddenly came out. I didn't really talk to anyone in my team about it. I just thought, I don't want to tell them about this until I'm ready. And I just started crying. And they just were kind of, everyone was sort of taken aback. And I was taken aback. But I was just like, gosh, this really needs to get out. I really, we all need to do something about this. Meaning I, Julie, needs need to get out of the everyday part of the business and just work on um, on the business and work on this, this um, venture coming into fruition. How did you find the support that you needed? Because for me, that's been a really difficult part of owning a business is finding people that I trust and that I work well with and that I feel have the same goals and vision that I have. Was there a technique you used or some hindsight bit of information that you... Yeah. I um, I, I got um, a great manager to oversee the operations of it. And, you know, we were stretched. You know, she's she was on a salary that I didn't even pay myself on. So I paid her more than what I used to pay myself. And I, But I knew it had to be done. We needed a quality person to manage the business. And I couldn't no longer do what I was doing um, and grow it and grow the business. So I had to make sure that I got someone that was better than me in that part of the business to oversee it and give them the ownership of it. And, um, you know, we could have easily asked for someone at half the price but probably got half the result. So instead I just sort of thought, no, this is how it has to happen. And um, we have found – I call her my unicorn because <laughs> she really is all in one and she's got corporate DNA in her and she's also had small business and she gets it. So, um, But, you know, I, I for a few years I was sort of having people in my business who weren't qualified to be doing what they were doing and it was making my life really difficult and it was – really there in the business because they started out as one thing, the business grew and they just, their skill set didn't match up to what we needed. And I realized that too late and, you know, I lost a good friend of mine through that. Um, and, you know, so it's really, it's that whole saying of don't have your friends in your business or your family. It's so true. And I thought I'd bypass that, but it really is the truth. You really should just have people in your business who are skilled to do that role, not just because they're your friend or they're convenient to have in your business. You're absolutely right. When I brought on my business manager, I remember thinking, how am I going to pay her? And the second I yeah. step forward, and I call it business bravery, and I think you wear a great business bravery hat. Every time I talk to you, you say something that blows my mind. Like, 
we'll get mm-hmm. into the, the, some other stuff you've shared with me in a second. But the second I hired somebody who could take over for me, even though I thought it was going to be expensive and I could never afford it, my business quadrupled. It just opens a space for you to be more creative, yeah. I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. I always believe that, you know, when you want something, the universe will always align to giving you what you next need. And that's what we needed. And it's all working great. It's beautiful now. (laughs) Well, I think I talked to so many women in business. And one of the things that they feel is so overwhelming is your home life. Is there anything you've done to help support you with a toddler at home? Or is there anything you could share to help take that part of overwhelm out of your business life? Absolutely. I, I realize I'm a great um, visionary. I like to come up with a strategy, but doing the doing, I'm not great at executing the detail. So I, I, I was doing that for years and years and really like, you know, it was just not in flow with what I'm supposed to be doing. And I finally got um, a housekeeper to help out. And I realized while she was cleaning the house and, you know, looking after, um, you know, the laundry and the dishes, I was actually working on the business. And looking at strategy and looking at growth and, and things. And we had it in, we have her in for about 13 hours a week. So that's 13 hours extra that I can give to my business um, on the business. So I know when she's here, I'm not, you know, mucking around and wasting time. I'm working on the business. So it, it sort of makes me step up a bit more as well because I know that I've, you know, I, I don't have any excuses now because someone's got that taken care of. So at the time, people go, even to this day, people go, well, we can't afford that. We can't afford to have a housekeeper. Well, neither could I, but I made it happen. I realized how much it's going to cost and, and, and made it happen. I just made extra income through another side and that pays for a housekeeper. So it's as simple as that, but um, now I can't, we can't live without her. We'd be so lost without our housekeeper. She's amazing. Well, that's next on my to-do list. I was looking around today and saying, okay, it's time. I don't have children, but still, I, there's times when you want to be creative, you don't want to be cleaning. And I think we don't realize that. We almost feel guilty for stepping forward and getting help in those areas. And we need to let that go. Don't you agree as women in business? Yeah, I think because you know, when you're, you, when you're dealing with a lot of stress and a lot of responsibility, you don't want to be cleaning in your free time. You want to be relaxing and nurturing yourself. You know, mm-hmm. for me, if I'm not working on the business, I'm working on my soul, meaning I'm either reading something inspiring that's going to uplift me and give me a new perspective or I'm le- reading a leadership book or I'm, I'm doing something that's going to help elevate me in some way. So even if I'm not working on the business, I still need to nurture me. That's just as important as working on the business. And so I I used to feel a lot of guilt around that and I let it go because I realized that other really successful people out there who are doing really amazing things in the world, they do that. That's why they have people that look after their their business and they they have time off because it's important to um, not be an empty vessel. I love that you say nurture your soul. And you said something earlier about Jim Rohn, who is a mentor and you were reading books and stuff. I actually listened to one of his videos today. He is somebody that I revisit his stuff a lot because it keeps me in a positive frame of mind. Exactly. I have in my car constantly going an audio CD from somebody. Even if I've listened to it five times, I'll always get something different out of it. Me too. And it's better than this. Yeah. Every time because you're in a different you know, when you're you're in a different stage of your life every few months, you know, you've got a different perspective about the, the information. So I constantly do that and um, reading books. You know, I read 15 books in January when I was on holidays. We had no TV. 
um, and I read a book every second day. And I always check into my go- my goals and my vision board and it's crazy. People think it's, you know, that it doesn't work or they've tried it, it doesn't work. It works for me. That's the only way I can explain what I've got in my life is because I really have no doubt that those things actually work. It got me through the failing economy. See, I owned a spa in Los Angeles and everyone's saying, you better close up shop, Lori. You better close up shop. And I would go to the gym in the morning and I'd watch the news and I'd leave so depressed. And I thought there's a better way. And that's when I really start investing in self-growth and being motivated by other people. And I do the same as you. It's in my car. I listen to it every single morning. Um, it's, it changed my life and it helped me power through the failing economy. And you're right. People will always buy cosmetics. Always, exactly. Especially if you are, you've got a really great uh, proposition about a really great value to add to them. I, but I, I know you're super busy and you want to get on with your day, but if you had to give our listeners just two or three tips to help them create a beauty biz that, you know, the beauty biz they dr- uh, dream of or they desire, what would they be? Just some simple little great tips. Sure. Um, from a product side of things, because I'm not a beauty esthetician, I'm a, I, I create products for women. Um, I would say really find where you're, where you can fill that gap in the market and test it. You know, test it in smaller areas and then expand from what works and then always keep a list of whoever you're selling to and value add to them constantly. Um, and, you know, look at Facebook and, and your email list again. That's really where your um, customer database is going to be. That's the the value of your business is being able to sell and resell to those same people and create stuff that are actually going to want to listen and open, you know, emails that are actually going to value add to them. So those those are my tips. Um, And just go for it, you know. Like I could have easily not gone to the States with 13 suitcases and a (laughs) six-month-old baby, but if I didn't do that, I wouldn't have my business as it is today. But I just – Treated it as like, if it didn't work, at least it was a great holiday, you know, so. And then your products sell like crazy in my spa. So if somebody listening wants to find more information about your mascara or your fiber brows, how can they find you? Can you give a shout out to your website? Yeah, sure. So we've launched um, a new website for our wholesale clients. Or if you want to get in touch with one of our distributors, we could let you know as well. But it's cherryblooms.vip.com. So it's cherryblooms with an S, vip.com. And you can go online and order a starter pack um, for $2.99. Try it out. It's called a business in a box. It has everything you need to start. And um, after that, you can go on an auto ship where it gets sent to you every month. Uh, otherwise, we could also let you know where your closest distributor is because we've got 16 beauty supply distributors around America. So, uh, yeah, we could also keep get you in touch with them. But you're shipping international, internationally. Anybody anywhere can pretty much get your hands on the mascara yes, if they want yeah. to carry a wholesale, right? That's right. We ha- we do have a fulfillment center in um, in the US, so you can get it within three to five days. But we also um, ship worldwide. So we've got about three warehouses worldwide. Well, that's awesome. And you, like I said, have taken away a dreaded service that I used to offer eyelash extensions and replaced it with something that's so easy and convenient. And my clients love it. And I want to thank you for that. And I want to thank you for being here today. I know you're super busy and I feel like you're such a powerful inspiration to the women in our industry. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, I can't wait 
to um, to hear all the other ladies that are going to be on the show. I bet I'm going to get so much out of it too. Yeah, we have some fun guests coming up. And you know, it, you're right. You learn something new every time you listen to another story. So I think you'll enjoy it. And I want to thank you. I had a blast learning from you today and chatting with you. And thank you for being so open and positive and all that good stuff. Excellent. Thanks, Laurie. Thanks, Jelaine. Have an awesome day. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to The Beauty Biz Show. I hope this episode leaves you feeling inspired to live beautifully. If you'd like a copy of my free report, Six Simple Strategies to Generate a Dramatic Increase in Your Beauty Biz Income, and fill your appointment book with valuable clients, please visit www.lauricrete.com. Or if you'd like to book an appointment at my spa in Los Angeles, please visit www.thespa10.com. Thanks again for tuning in to The Beauty Biz Show.